Because it is back to school time, I thought I would do a quick episode about mastering the art of expository essay writing. Because after all, essay writing is a part of writing. And many of you might have kids returning to school, or maybe you yourself are returning to school and might need a little refresher course on what expository essay writing is and why it's beneficial to know how to master this skill. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning multi-published author, and I started this podcast for folks who love writing and listening to best-selling award-winning authors talk about their writing journeys. And because I am a former writing teacher and I taught effective communication and presentation courses, I thought maybe it would be great to pause from talking about fiction and discuss a different type of writing, expository writing. (laughs) And if you like what you hear in this episode, please be sure to visit my website at artbyruth.com and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive a free PDF copy of my novella, The Letter Opener, which is a family drama suspense story. And you'll learn more about my upcoming projects and book giveaways. And also like this podcast or subscribe and follow me. I'd greatly appreciate it. So today we're diving deep into the world of expository writing. So whether you're a student, a writer, or just someone eager to master the art of clear communication, you're in for a treat. Essay writing. Now that your kids, or maybe even you, are heading back to school, writing essays will probably be part of the curriculum. This is a type of writing I had to teach when I taught middle school students to prepare them for high school and college. And I would call around to the local high schools, to the APA English departments, to find out what kind of writing their students are expected to do, and expository writing was right up there. So there are many different kinds of writing. There's expository, persuasive, explanatory, descriptive writing, and the personal narrative. To get to know my middle school students, I always started the year off with a personal narrative essay. The typical, what I did over the summer essay (laughs) served two purposes, to get to know my students and to assess their writing levels. And so for this episode though, I will focus on expository writing, which is probably the most common form of essay writing for academic careers. So what exactly is an expository essay? Well, it's a type of writing that aims to explain or describe or inform the reader about a particular topic. And these essays require you to present facts, evidence, and logical arguments in a structured and coherent manner. 
They're pretty much the foundation of academic writing, and they often find their place in standardized tests, classroom assignments, and even professional communication. But regardless of it being an essay and nonfiction, it's still a form of storytelling. And that's where the structure comes in. You are basically taking the reader on a journey. According to Grammarly blog, which I love, an expository essay is an essay that communicates factual information. So it will require proper citations of resources typically in MLA or APA format. Expository essays rely on different structures to communicate of the author's positions, sometimes using compare and contrast strategies, for instance, and analyzing cause and effect. This kind of writing requires research and analysis of existing research to support a position. So cite your sources, cite your sources, and when in doubt, cite your sources. (laughs) This is the best way to avoid plagiarism. All right, let's jump right in. And I'll walk you through the components of an expository essay. So an expository essay typically consists of an introduction, body paragraphs, and a conclusion. That's the most popular structure. And different essay topics, though different types of essays will require a different structure, but for this episode, we're gonna stick with that most popular structure. The introduction. The introduction should grab the reader's attention with a compelling hook. So you start off pretty broad, but you start with that compelling anticipatory hook that makes the reader wanna keep reading. So you need to know your audience. Who are you writing to? You know, are you writing to your instructor who probably has a bachelor's or a master's or even a doctorate? Are you writing to uh, a group on a blog? You know, so you need to know what they're interested in. You're writing about a particular topic. Are you submitting to a magazine editor who also is educated and knows what they're looking for? Always keep in mind who your audience is. You'll also need to provide necessary background information on the topic in your introduction paragraph and end with a clear thesis statement that outlines the main points you'll be discussing in your essay. That thesis statement is foundational. And that's kind of why it comes last. It's like the foundation slab underneath your house. It holds everything up. I often use a house as a metaphor for an essay because the foundation is the thesis, the support beams of the house is your research, And the topic that you're writing about is your roof. So your research and your thesis are going to support your topic. So your thesis statement should be clear. It's one sentence, could be a complex sentence, and it states what you're going to be writing about. For instance, this is not a thesis statement. President Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. Why is that not a thesis statement? Well, because it's not arguable and it's just a statement of fact. This would be an example of a thesis statement. President Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States was the greatest president in United States history because of freeing the slaves 
and the Emancipation Proclamation. See, that is arguable. Some people might say, no, George Washington was the greatest president. And let me tell you why. Or some people might say, well, that's not all he did. He did so many other things. So you see, just by making that statement, you're causing discussion and possibly an argument. And that's good. And that thesis statement shows a position of the author and tells the reader what their essay will be about. Abraham Lincoln being the greatest president because of the Emancipation Proclamation. So you see how it works? A clear thesis statement that outlines the main points you'll be discussing is vitally important. The author, though, must keep in mind logos, ethos, and pathos. Logos is that factual information, you know, logic. Ethos is credibility and expertise on the subject. And that's the importance of research and citing your quality research throughout your essay. And pathos is that empathy or emotional impact. So you must have all three, but properly balanced in your essay. If you have too much empathy and emotional impact, it takes away from your ethos, your credibility. So you have to have a proper balance. And in this type of essay, the author does not present opinion, but rather facts. And then you allow the facts to speak for themselves. So there should be no first person, I believe, or I think, or I feel. No, opinion does not have a place in an expository essay, just facts. And then you allow the facts to speak for themselves. Let the reader draw their own conclusions. Expository essay writing is the kind of writing done when tasked to analyze information that's been assigned to a study. It requires thinking critically about concepts covered in class, and it involves explaining the processes and reasons behind the conclusions the author has reached. For instance, the ORCA program at SeaWorld. When I taught middle school writing, this was a hot topic uh, because of the documentary Blackfish. It had come out that year, and many of my students had watched it. And I had never seen the documentary, so I relied heavily on the knowledge of my students in their essays. So I asked them to ask themselves three questions. What do you already know about the topic? What do you need to know about the topic? And what do you want to know about the topic? Asking these three questions creates transference. It reminds them of prior knowledge about the topic. And that's what you want because that stimulates critical thinking. And lastly, I had my students analyze the research already completed on the topic. And this was done in a literature review. It's different than an annotated bibliography. A literature review differs from an annotated bibliography in that students analyze the research articles they will use and cite in their essays. In a literature review, they explain how the articles relate to their topic and they summarize each article. And they also cite it properly. So this helps students learn how to select scholarly, relevant research before they even start writing. And I would take them to the Arizona State Digital Library that had many amazing databases that students could use. So that way they understood not to go to Google or, you know, just anywebsite.com. You know, they needed to know how to analyze 
research or you know peer-reviewed research and i had them look at the bottom of each article for the other articles that the author cited and that would lead them to more peer-reviewed quality articles so students got into the habit of doing research that would provide excellent relevant evidence to cite by allowing students to select from a list of approved topics this guaranteed interest and investment in the project. So teachers out there always provide a chance for students to select their own topic. And that's why I allowed for many students to select the ORCA program at SeaWorld. I could see that they were passionate about it, therefore they were invested in it. Because I used transference, which is a method of writing instruction, this allowed for prior knowledge on the subject of writing to happen. They remembered what they learned in previous grades about structure and organizing and outlining. By using transference, the met this method of writing instruction, I needed students to use prior knowledge and join that together with the topic they wanted to write about, and that helped them learn new writing skills. Structure. Let's talk about structure. I know many of you might want to write by the seat of your pants, but it's important for this type of essay to have structure. It's basically the body paragraphs after the introduction, and that's where you'll elaborate on those main points of your thesis. Each paragraph should focus on a single idea, present evidence to support your position, and provide analysis to support your thesis. Remember, Clear topic sentences help guide your reader through your essay. It's crucial to maintain a logical flow between paragraphs. So how can you do that? How can you ensure that your ideas connect smoothly? Easy. Transition sentences are your best friends. These sentences bridge the gap between paragraphs, helping to maintain a cohesive flow. So you use transitional words and phrases like furthermore, However, in addition, and conversely, to guide the reader from one point to the next. Without this, your essay might appear choppy and confusing. Those transition sentences really help glue everything together. Now, what about evidence? How can you ensure you're using credible sources? Credible sources are essential for building a strong expository essay. So look for information from reputable sources like scholarly peer-reviewed articles, books, and official websites. And always cross-reference information to ensure accuracy. Additionally, including statistics and examples and expert opinions can also strengthen your argument. There's that ethos and lend credibility to your essay. Now, let's talk about the conclusion. What's the key to a compelling conclusion in an expository essay? Well, a strong conclusion begins with a restatement of your thesis and the main points of your essay. That's right. You're going back to your thesis statement, which was the last sentence of your introduction, and it should be the first sentence of your conclusion, but restate it in a different way. 
And that will help the reader remember, oh yeah, she was supposed to cover all these points in her essay. And you know what? She did. So you're offering a broader perspective on the topic. So you start off with the restatement of your thesis and the main points while offering a broader perspective on the topic. You can also add potential implications or applications of your findings, but don't introduce new information in your conclusion. Repeat, do not include new information in your conclusion. That can disrupt the cohesion you've built throughout your entire essay. So remember, restate your thesis and summarize the main points of your thesis and then offer a broader perspective on the topic. But don't add new information here. Now, before we wrap up, what is one golden tip I can offer you to elevate your expository writing skills? Well, one crucial tip would be to revise and edit meticulously. Even if it means reading your essay out loud, record yourself reading it. Read it to a family member who won't just say, oh, that's the greatest essay I've ever heard in my life. Like, don't read it to grandma or grandpa. They won't give you critical feedback. Read it to a friend or family member you know will give you quality feedback, constructive criticism you need to improve. Writing is rewriting. So give yourself time between writing and revising to look at your essay with fresh eyes. As an artist, that's what I've learned from the masters. Sometimes you need to step back from time to time and really look at your artwork. By doing that, you'll see errors jump out at you. And that's what you want to see. You've been staring at your paper for so long that you may have overlooked some errors. So by reading it out loud to someone, they will hear if a topic transition was unclear, or they will hear if you never concluded a thought. And you will hear yourself and find those grammatical errors. So as you're revising and editing meticulously, check for clarity, consistency, grammar, and overall structure. Seeking feedback from peers or instructors can also provide valuable insights. I was very blessed in when I went to back to school at ASU, I had a very thoughtful professor who, this was before, you know, the internet and email, who offered to read our rough drafts before we turned them in. He would say, just slide them under my door and I'll read them and give it back to you in class. So I definitely took advantage of that and slid my essay under his door and he would give me quality, constructive feedback. I made the changes and I would get an A on my paper. But many of us might be hesitant to do that because we don't like to see the red marks on our beautiful essays. But you need to remember, seeking feedback from peers or instructors can provide valuable insights that you may have missed. And so when I became a teacher, I did that for my students. I would tell them, you can email me your essay and I will look at it first and make comments before you turn in your final draft. I'd say about 99% of my students took advantage of this offer and made the necessary changes 
and received higher grades. Expository writing can be a truly rewarding experience once you've mastered the techniques. Remember, the author must keep in mind logos, ethos, and pathos, and balance all three properly throughout the essay. And in this type of essay, the author does not present opinion, but rather facts, and then allows the facts to speak for themselves. So solid academic third-person writing is needed in this type of essay. And when in doubt, cite your sources. Cite your sources throughout your essay to avoid plagiarism. Well, that wraps up today's episode of a Writer's Day podcast. I hope this episode helped you master the art of expository essay writing. I know it can seem intimidating at first, but it can be a lot of fun too. I wanted to shed light on the art of expository essay writing because essays are about clear communication, thoughtful analysis, and engaging storytelling, believe it or not. Those transitions help lead your reader throughout the essay, so you really are telling a story. With practice and perseverance, you can excel in this essential form of writing. Keep going forward on your writing journey, one step at a time. And until next time, God bless.